Hey everyone, this is More Than Just Trucks, a podcast for gearheads, truckers, and anyone who wants to learn more about the trucking industry. This podcast is sponsored by Truck Country and Stoops Freightliner. Come along with me as we dive deeper into what makes this $700 billion industry an essential part of all our lives. Here, we will interview industry leaders, educators, and more as we aim to inform the population on all things trucking. Hello and welcome to More Than Just Trucks podcast. I'm your host, Ray Clark. And on today's show, I have with me some high school students in our training program. Uh, We recently partnered up with NICC, our local college, and Dubuque Community Schools. We have some juniors and seniors that are able to uh, take a diesel truck training course right here at our own training center in Dubuque, Iowa. And along with that, they are able to receive credits that'll carry over into their college degree so they can take those into NICC and further if they want. Um, This is for a couple semesters and they'll be here again with our instructors teaching them the basics and kind of get them started as a tech or at least open the door for them. So be sure to drop any topics and questions you have about our show to podcast at truckcountry.com. So welcome, Elijah. We have Elijah, Sharkey, Andrew, and Mason with us today. Hello, guys. How are you? Good. 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 So, hey, listen, I got questions here for you, and I wanted to prompt them. Let's start with you, Sharkey. So have a long, how long have you been interested in working in the mechanics field? How long is it? I probably started in middle school. Uh, my my brother got me into working on cars. Like He had a 98 Subaru Impreza that you uh, working on. So I, I helped work on that, work on that with them. Is that kind of common for all of you guys? Yeah. Kind yeah. of yeah, pretty much. At a young age. family type thing, kind of who followed their father around, right? In and out of the garage. Cool. Good. Mason, what attracted you to the truck country high school program? My uh, grandpa was in diesel mechanics for the longest time. And he still is. And uh, I kind of got it introduced from him seeing all the work that he does on all kinds of semis and stuff like that. And I kind of got interest off of that because I kind of would just be his butt buddy on the weekends and just watch him and see what he does and see what he goes through every single day. And I kind of just, I always enjoyed being able to work on semi trucks and be able to put things together. Yeah. So how many else have you really been in the, in the truck side of it at a younger age? Just, just Mason. It's more or less like dump trucks, I guess. When I was younger, I would learn how to drive a dump truck around like the farmland and stuff like that, but not really worked on them, just drove it around. Okay. All right. So this one, uh, I, I know Andrew and, and Elijah, you guys have uh, had to give some thought to this because it was like, for me, I think when I asked you guys this the other day, you guys didn't give it any thought until afterwards. So what was your your first impressions or your secondary impressions as far as pros and cons of it you like what did what did you think of it right in the beginning uh well i when i first kind of showed up i kind of got bored of it for the first what was it week or two weeks but that was mostly because it was just safety briefing which as important as it is everybody knows safety can get kind of boring watching powerpoints on what to do what not to do where you can and can wear your safety glasses, stuff like that. But once once we get out into the shop, 
and even while we're doing the safety briefing, we went out to the shop a few times and kind of just got to experience what it's like, you know, working in the real trade, working at a real dealership or a real shop. Uh, it definitely gets a lot more interesting. Good. It was more or less just like, uh, like what he said, like in the beginning, it was a little bit of a rough spot because it was just so much new to you. It was really new to you guys. So, it's, you know, they didn't really know how to teach, I guess, kids our age, but like I said before, I mean, they, they caught on really, really fast and they were able to, you know, teach us the ways for us to actually understand. And, you know, we thought the safety was really boring in the beginning, but at the same time, like we understood why it was important because, you know, when we go into work in the shops, if we work on different things and you have rust falling on your face, you know, you have different procedures and stuff you need to follow because, I mean, you do it now without hesitation right? before you had to take, you know, two weeks just to understand what to do. And get that initiative to start you know, automatically putting your safety glasses on and stuff. Yeah. So I think it's interesting that you guys actually made comment of how the instructors adapted to their own learning curve with you guys. Mm -hmm. So it came into it. And then in essence, you guys adapted to their teaching skills. Cause I know that we've had uh, a couple instructors different as uh, our class schedules have changed. So you've been able to, to get a perspective from, from our different instructors. How's that, how's that been going for you? Cause I know some of them have been high speed and overload, it seems like, and then some of them are kind of on an even keel, but. Well, it's, it's a pretty good pace so far. I mean, all three instructors we had have been great. I mean, they're really, they're good at what they do. Obviously they they're good at teaching. Uh, one of the things I have noticed just coming to these classes so far is they might say, okay, this week we're going to be doing this but you never really know exactly what you're going to do until you show up. I mean, just the other day we were supposed to be tearing down a transmission and we found a, what was it? Cascadia had a coolant leak. Mm-hmm. Coolant and air hose leak. Coolant and air hose leak. And instead of doing anything with transmissions, we fixed the leak, uh, ran some different lines to plug up some holes. And, and we did I mean, it like it was just a service too. Yeah. Yeah. So it was real to life type mm-hmm. yeah. scenario. We so. walked in the classroom and our instructor was just like, all right, we had this truck in here. It's got this problem, this problem, go over and figure it out. And then we were kind of just yeah. left yeah. out. Yeah. That's, that's what we did. Just the thing you can't really use, you know, a manual for, and it's as easy as just already taking out a truck right there in front of you. You know, we had to squeeze around different things and you know, take different parts off just to get to those parts that we needed to fix. And it's, I think it's really good experience for the real world. Cause I mean, you can, you know, you have all these manuals saying the right procedure, do the right thing, but sometimes you got to improvise. And, you know, that's part of being a mechanic is knowing how to improvise and how to do it right and safely. Yep. And, Especially on the fly, right? Because, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, as you guys know and learn from that, right, here's a driver complaint, mm-hmm. just like a service advisor would write up, you know, the technician gets that complaint, has to diagnose it, what's wrong with it and stuff. So that's good. Um, Elijah. What stands out really is the biggest thing that you think you've learned about the career working as a diesel tech? Kind of just like the opportunities it can bring. Cause I mean, so far, I mean, I started coming here for the classwork and everything like that, but it eventually got me a job over at the dealership where I'm able to see like the technicians just firsthand because I mean, you can come here and you can, you can do the class that we're taking right now and have like a general idea of what it's kind of like. But starting to work up there, I mean, it's nothing like how it is up here. I mean, it kind of is, but at the same time, there's just a lot more different things because, you know, down there, they're not always working on, you know, the same truck or else like newer models. You know, there's always different things wrong with them. It's just, like I said, the opportunities it can bring 
Cause you don't even have, I mean, you could take this course and not really go through truck country for the rest of your life, but at the same time, you know, it's an eye opener in the real world. It's going to give you a general note and, you know, not leave you just stranded as soon as you're you know out of high school. Good. Nice. Uh, Mason. So if you had to describe the program up to this point, um, tell us about like a little bit more in depth, I guess, of, of the training itself. Like, okay, we get here at such and such a time. I mean, what's it look like in a high school? So if, if you're sitting back and you had to describe it to another student, what would that look like to them? So for, well, in my case, I kind of have it set up nice with my school day. I only go to school from, we go at 7.30. And most of us, I think, are about, about 11 o'clock. So we're only at school for like half the day. And then we're come here for the other half. It's really nice. And then coming here, we get to come get here by 12.30. And all we do is come right in and like like we said it could be something new completely something different from what we're working on or we could continue with the stuff that we're working on tearing transmissions down go anything from working on just engines on the engine stands figuring out different problems that could go on with that i think it's nice to be flipping from school and going to truck country i think it's nice to get that like refresher it's not completely like high school when you're here, but you're still getting that learning experience right. of something completely different other than just working on books and doing homework. And I, and I know our classroom setups have been pretty good for you guys. Cause you're actually in the shop, whether it's a, a PowerPoint in front of you or not, but you're still kind of in the shop quite a bit. So, yeah, cause we can, I mean, we can go on a PowerPoint or like a presentation or of any sorts and we'll sit there and you'll know, we'll talk about different things. A lot of, a lot of it was really for like the whole like air schematics thing. It was just like, we learned all these different components, but you know, we'd learn about it. And then, you know, one of the instructors, usually Andy, cause I think he was the one teaching us about this time, you know, he would be able to look at us and look like, you know, they have no idea what's really going on. <laughs> so we would just jump over to a truck or even Carl started doing it too. We jump over to a truck and he would, you know, show us where it's at. Cause it's not always going to be in the same place for every truck, but they basically have the same, you know, uh, purchase. Yeah. They do the same thing. Yeah. So for all of you guys, I mean, you know, it, it's sometimes I think in this mechanical world or our skill set or Avenue, right. It's, I'll, I'll use the term seeing is believing. Sometimes maybe you have to, our learning curve is by seeing it, putting our hands on it. Right. More mm-hmm. so than just the PowerPoint presentation going on the whole time. It's nice being able to walk out in the yeah. shop and being able to do something other than just seeing a video of it done. Yeah. And and usually when we're doing things like that, the instructors give us like, it's not just one person's doing it. It's all four of us have to take it off and put it back on. And we have to do it the same. So a hundred percent participation from all of you. Yeah. yeah. And that, that is good. And that's why, you know, I guess in general, as you guys know, and, and wrenched a little bit yourselves, that is exactly how you learn it. Right. And mm-hmm. in our training world with our technicians, we always say we'd rather have you do it wrong here or break stuff here versus on a customer's vehicle out in the real world and in the shop. And that way, because as you guys know, components and, and parts are not cheap. So that could cost your dealership money. Right. And, and plus put a, I guess, somewhat of a black eye as a technician from your dealership world. Right. If, Ooh, I did that wrong. And it just cost us, you know, a $2,000 part or something like that. Yeah. Plus on the, on the, um, 
I guess if you say like the manuals, it doesn't have like what could go wrong, I guess, like options of what could go wrong. Cause like when we were working on the transmission the other day, we were sitting there trying to get this bearing out for so long, but it was heat seized in the inside of it. So it would not, it would not move at all. Like the outside would move, but the inside wouldn't. So, you know, it doesn't tell you like, Oh, if the bearings heat seized, this is what you do. You know what I mean? Like that's where the instructors come in and especially Carl, cause he's the one helping us so far right now. And he just basically has different things that we can do. And usually it works because like he's been through the experience. The experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right though, right? Those service manuals just kind of point you in a direction. I think, I think mechanics and I call them technicians. I don't call them mechanics anymore because it is very technical skill set. I think it's undergraded for the ability that you have to have as a technician. I mean, we're talking, you know, eight years for lawyers and doctors and stuff like that. Are you not a truck doctor? Exactly. Right. I mean, there is life and death situation. If you think about it, because you put an unsafe truck on the road, you you know, you can cause harm to other people. So I look at in that perspective that people downgrade the perspective of a diesel technician, that it's that dirty job or something. I mean, so, I mean, you guys are coming into it. Sharky, what with the program, how did this help you kind of, I mean, is this helping you decide to go in a career path like that? Oh yeah. Like before this, I didn't really know what to do. Like, I, I was just thinking about doing construction, but that probably wouldn't pay it as well as this will. Like once I got here, I really decided like, should I do that or should I go with truck country? And yeah, I decided I want to go to truck country and go through the program. You guys feel that was a kind of a good door opening to, to see that oh, yeah. kind of that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You almost got a little bit of both atmospheres. You get a little bit of what you're going to be training and how your training is going to be done. And you're also going to get the experience of what it's like in the shop as well. Yeah. Especially because um, a lot of high schoolers, especially for this program, you know, you tell them, okay, it's going to, it's a three-year program. A lot of them, especially not to generalize, but a lot of diesel techs, people with our skill set, the last thing they want to do is go through more, three years of school of schooling, but this really gives you an idea of what it's not, you know, sitting in a class, letting somebody talk at you, you're in the shop doing it. Right. And that, that's the one thing when we start talking about job shadows with the schools, I've had a lot of students come in and with their counselor, they want to go directly to the dealership. And I kind of try to pull the reins back on that and say, Hey, let's start at the training center first. And get them to realize, and you guys probably, and tell me if I'm wrong, but there's more to it than just having a toolbox and the parts and saying, Hey, it's nuts and bolts. We can replace it. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, in today's world, as we've seen, you know, the, the advancement of technology in these trucks and you guys will even get into more of that is uh, just to me, a very much an eye opener. Like I said, you may not have that master's degree from a four year and on, but I guarantee you, you won't need that certificate. I mean, when you guys are fifth year technicians out on a floor somewhere working, there's, you know, you don't, you won't need that certificate. You'll be making good money and really the knowledge that you'll have in your, in your pocket. And I mean, do you guys think you'll be able to take that, whether even go into the career field itself, where do you feel the benefits of actually learning the mechanics side of it? I think that uh, just having like 
I mean, I've kind of learned my dad owns a mechanic shop here in town and I've kind of learned just from working at the shop and helping him out that, I mean, just general, you know, almost getting a feel for that mechanic side and figuring out, you know, that's kind of hard to explain. Like if you're, you know, tightening a nut, you know, someone says, Oh, just make, get it snug. You know, if you tell some random person that that doesn't have any mechanical experience, they're not going to know what that means. Right. What's you know, they, they don't, yeah. They don't know what that feels like, but you get that type of, it's almost like a sixth sense of just, you know, you understand that, okay, you got a motor that transmits power to the transmission and this is how this works and this is how this works. And you just get that general mechanical experience can get you pretty far in life, even if you don't go into this field. It's, and tell me if I'm wrong on this one. It's a lot of common sense. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've been sitting here kind of chatting how technical it is, but there's a lot of common sense that goes into it, right? It's not so like it's impossible to wrap your head around it. Yeah. But, but it's also not the simplest thing. Yeah. yeah. Ever like you said, you mean, you can go to be a lawyer for eight years, but who are you going to pay to do your oil change? You know, we're, right. the, we're those people. Like. It doesn't, I mean, you can go to school for eight years and, you know, work that for the rest of your life, but they don't take it the fact that like, you know, for trucks, it's never the same thing. Like there's different training, like you have to get recertified in almost like, I think, I think there's a new one for like two years or something like that, especially like Cummins. Like you can't just learn and get certified with Cummins and be, you know, certified the rest of your life. They have so much different standards. Updates all the time. Yeah. And you have to get certified. So we're technically never done with school. We just have a break in between and the future of it because everything's changing Mm -hmm. so almost sporadically now it seems so recently that things are just changing on an instant with and as you guys see we just got another new engine platform out on the Mm -hmm. floor so Mm -hmm. again that's that's a good way to look at it right it's it's always Mm -hmm. evolving it's it's never going to be stagnant for you. It's never repetitive work yeah i'm just going to say the same thing it's not a factory job where you're putting the same part on every time and I can guarantee you that if you were to stay, let's just say a PM guy, in essence, every truck that comes through the door for a PM is not going to be the same oil change and filter. Mm-hmm. It's something different is going to come through that as you go through that. So, so Andrew, where do you see yourself kind of going in the future from here? I, I know you've got a kind of like, a, you got some goals in mind. Yep. Uh, I'm actually enrolled and accepted to the University of Northwestern Ohio for a high performance motorsports program. Uh, kind of the that's just been my dream basically my entire life is motorsports. I've always loved them. I've never really had the experience of being around them. No one in my family really does. So we'll see you on pit road in the future. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully. But kind of the reason I still took this class is my thought always was if I if I whatever can't get into that field for some reason or decide it's not for me i always obviously i want a fallback plan and this is definitely my fallback plan i've always decided you know i'm going to be in the automotive world but this program has kind of made me almost change my mind from being just a regular you know loop tech at a shop or just a mechanic at a shop i've kind of moved towards the diesel side the heavy duty side just because i've realized that it's just more for me um like and this program has really opened up my eyes to see that that it's definitely would fit my skill set and what I like to do. Nice. What do you think? What's what's your career goals now? I plan on I plan on staying with this path. I I like the thought of and just seeing how the teachings like how it works around here. I really enjoy. It. Like I get excited usually 
most days to come here. I'm like, oh, sweet. I get to go to truck country now. I got to go. That is pretty cool for go, a high schooler to actually want to uh-huh. go to school. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's actually gets, it makes me want to come here every day and come, can, can continue to do it, doing this. I'm actually excited for it. Good. I nice. Keep going through the, all of the three-year program that you have here. Good. I know Sharky, you've put in an application even as, I mean, do you think, uh, this is pretty much the road you want to keep traveling? Oh yeah, like uh, after like I worked with uh, trucker yeah, truck country for a couple of years, I I would like to move down to Nashville. So like with all the certification that uh, you guys are get, are I'll be able to get, I'll have like a a, a lot more openings. Like yeah, I can go to any Freightliner dealership and say, hey, I'm certified in this, and they can just yep. hire me. And I know Elijah, you kind of got a you got some goals in mind too, right? Yeah, more or less. Like I work at the dealership right now. Obviously, it's. I mean, it's different. I like to I like to talk to all the techs that are there because you know you have techs that are working with the Hirschbach units that you know they do the same thing, you know, every time. But it's you know, I talk to the other techs though because I work P like I work the second shift basically, and you know, just to talk to them, you know, even they say, you know, at first, you know, it sounds iffy because it's so different to you, but with everything that you can do in the future. Like for me personally, I'm joining the service, but once I, once I'm out of the service, my original plan is to come back here and finish my diesel tech class. Just more of like a, you know, this is what I like to do. And you know, what you can do with that knowledge when you're older, like what Sharky said, I mean, you can, you can work with the company for so long. And if, you know, you want to up and move with those certifications, like you have a, like a step ahead than most other people do. Yeah. It's nice knowing the certifications stick with you yep. throughout most of your life. And DTNA has done that really well. And I think most OEMs, I mean, even if you guys were in the auto world, if you're a certified Chevy technician and you walk through another Chevy dealership five states away, same thing, right? I mean, that's kind of what's nice. And like you said, these are ongoing recertifications and training. It never ends. So you can kind of keep climbing that ladder of expertise. So let's wrap it up a little bit here, guys. And if you had to sell the program. I mean, you guys have done a great job, been very open and honest, and, and it's kind of cool to see, like you said, you're excited to come here to school or the training classes and stuff. So if you had to tell your classmates or anybody else, as far as the peers, about the program itself, I guess, all right, so let's let's narrow it even down further. Give me one word that you think about the program. Elijah? Um, I guess... I don't, know how I, I don't know how to try to think. It's like three words in my head right now. Okay, so say the three <laughs> words. Expect the unexpected. Never the same. Okay. Sharky? It's fun. Okay. Oh, that's exciting. Exciting? I think it's powerful. Powerful. Nice. Good. So I, I take it you guys all see the value in it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Cool. So I know we've got some upcoming uh, presentations here next week. And uh, so if you guys can attend that, it's at Hempstead and stuff. We would more than glad to have you guys in the audience and then uh, i guess just kind of keep promoting that as you guys can see the the i don't know if you guys know that but the need for diesel technicians right now is a huge huge number so you guys seriously are in the right avenue really to just keep moving your career so thank you in uh listening today's show with more than just trucks podcast It is sponsored by Truck Country Stoops, one of the largest family-owned and operated Freightliner dealership groups in the U.S. today. 
Check, check us out for all the parts, sales, and service needs. We are customer-driven. Thank you.